What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the You're Still Here podcast, where we're going to update our stance on what we said about the weather and changing temperatures, because I thought about it a little bit more, and I need to kind of modify my stance. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you should probably go back and listen to last week's episodes. It's riveting. You learn a lot about life. It's no different than one of these science podcasts where you better your mind or like they say the Chinese version of TikTok actually teaches you engineering and whatnot. And there's not people at a drive through doing voices and people dancing in front of a mirror to obscure songs for 12 seconds. And then they get 75,000 followers. Apparently, the Chinese version of TikTok, it rewards ingenuity and all sorts of intellectually stimulating videos. That's who gets kicked to the top of the algorithm. Opposed to here in the U.S., we get the D'Amelios. That's who's at the top of ours. Over there, you know, who knows? It's probably some uh, dual ping pong champion slash astronaut slash something else. Here, we got the D'Amelios twerking on TikTok a place that I still just, I can't get myself to invest more time. It's just, it's mayhem over there. It's ruckus. And if you're here from my NHL videos, why am I not on TikTok a lot? Because TikTok is just like the end of the NHL season where some teams are out of the playoffs, some teams are in the playoffs. You have actual performers on there uploading clips. You have random people. You're in the back of their car and they need dating advice. They go, why is it that I just went on a date? You're in some guy's car somewhere. It's very weird. It's almost like the Truman Show going on at all times for all people. Very random, intimate things, but then you get a podcast clip from a thing you know, and I get it. The, the TikTok algorithm is the best there ever was, best there ever will be. It's the Brett the Hitman heart of algorithms. It only shows you what you want, and there's somebody who sees nothing but sewing videos, but I want to know if you start a new account, what are you seeing? It's ass. The same way it's always been. And I don't know what just got me onto this topic. I have no clue how we immediately skewed from the weather, updating my stance on the weather and Gregorian's miscalculations that we talked about last week, to now talking about the differences between the Chinese version of TikTok and the United States version of TikTok. But I will tell you this. They say China's stacking up your data, and I think they have that voice recognition where right now, that the, the fact that I just said that in secession means that this is being boomed up to Lord knows who. Lord knows how many employees. You know, you think about one of those call centers. Imagine that. Think about the population of China times 50, and everyone's designated like seven people. You at home, somebody is designated to you. Do you imagine that? You thought your life was that boring that you have nobody you can talk to, people, they don't respond to your texts. There's a guy in a call center, in China somewhere, you're one of the seven names on his dock because this is what they do. They have a population for every American. What is it? We have 350 million people there. How many billion do they have there? Well, it's very simple. Very simple. See, Gregorian made some miscalculations, but Andy does not. The reason they have that booming population is so that they have enough people in the call centers to account for every single American when collecting their data. Once again, I still have no clue what I'm talking about. Well, what I, what I suggest you should do, 
The same thing that I suggested people should do when they said, oh, Google is storing all your searches. And we've seen people's searches pulled out in court. There's that viral clip of what guy is that who Googled, like, how do I get rid of my dead wife or something like that? Some of the searches are as follows. Keep in mind that the defendant said he left at 6 a.m. At 4.55 a.m. on January 1st, he searched how long before a body starts to smell. At 4.58 a.m., how to stop a body from decomposing. At 5.20 a.m., he searched how to bound a body. Does a rotting carcass smell really bad? There was just a litany of Google searches that tied him to the crime. Ten ways to dispose, dispose of a dead body if you really need to. At 6.25 a.m. on the 1st, how long for someone to be missing to inherit? At 6.34 a.m. on the 1st, can you throw away body parts? At 9.29 a.m., what does formaldehyde do? At 9.34 a.m. on the 1st, how long does DNA last? At 9.59 a.m., can identification be made on partial remains? At 11.34 a.m., dismemberment and the best ways to dispose of a body. There was just a litany of Google searches that tied him to the crime. And obviously, I guess Google was subpoenaed, whatever it may be. All that stuff came out in court and helped convict the guy. This is why I strongly suggest, you know, this is where normal people would have some sort of VPN ad or something like this. Not that if you can't afford VPNs, Use one of Andy's scams. I got multiple scams of the week. You want one scam of the week? It's a scam. That's a scam. What a scam that was. This was all a scam. Huh? It's the decoy Google search scam. And because I don't even know, I've told people this in real life. I can't even remember if I've brought this up. But don't worry if you're listening to this podcast. A, we have new listeners who probably haven't listened. And B, we got more scams of the week coming for you. But the decoy Google search scam is where you actually search things that you have no interest in. You don't give two rat's asses, but you Google, how can I help clean up the great garbage patch? What's the name of it? The one that's off in the Pacific somewhere, these this something something garbage where there's where there's just garbage in the ocean. They say it's the size of Texas. The great something garbage patch. Whatever. So you Google, how can I help clean up all the plastic in the ocean myself without any sort of help? How can I single-handedly do that because I feel the need to? Yeah, that should be one of your Google searches. That whole long sentence. How can I donate even more money to people in need? And, and you throw some of these searches out there. So when your theoretical digital trial happens and your file is put on somebody's desk, they're not exactly sure which kind of guy you are. You know, it's like when I said, if you go to Rome, they say there's people who pickpocket you at every corner. All these gypsies who who pickpocket you. And I don't know, they, do they, you can't say that anymore? Well, I don't know. Well, I watch Stephen King's Thinner. They drop the word gypsy all the time. So I don't know. I just watched that movie. So I thought, all right, whatever. So they say gypsies pickpocket you in the middle of Rome. I always said have four wallets, one in each pocket so that whatever trick they use where they show you this over here and then somebody takes your wallet over there like a sleight of hand like Matt Damon did or, or like George Clooney did to Matt Damon in the original Ocean's Eleven where it says like you've been had by Danny Ocean whatever that is have a wallet in each pocket and just know how good it's going to be when 
they go back to their little huddle and collect the wallets, and then they open yours, and there's just Monopoly money in there. Yes, that's right. There's going to be Monopoly money. And you want to know about a good transition? I just made a t-shirt to go along with this one where I'm on an ice hockey Monopoly board dancing around. And it's actually available for order right now. There's a pre-sale going on. I told you guys about the Sniff Drip, the clothing that I was releasing for the NHL playoffs. Well, we're just about done. You can see one of the t-shirts that I'm wearing right now. This is the Sniffin' is Believin' t-shirt. I think you saw the sweatshirt last time. And we're, we're almost there. And if you want to see some of these items... Right on my Instagram profile at Andy Francis, you can see some of the items that are available. And you could actually purchase them there, but I can't ship them out till I get them, which is going to be, I believe, the Friday before the playoffs start. So definitely check that out. It's Sniff Drip. It's the clothing affiliated <laughs> with the Sniffs, a.k.a. sports betting picks that I give out on that Odd Shopper sports betting channel which is going to take off, I think, once NHL playoffs come around. So definitely check those out. You know, it's been a process trying to get these things done. And, you know, you got to get these sample shirts. You got to wear them. You got to wash them, make sure the logos stay on. It's, it's a process, but I'm hoping that when it's done, it's worth it. But let me tell you something. When you order these shirts, not just not just these shirts, when you order anything, if you buy something on eBay... It's a scam. That's a scam. What a scam that was. So this was all a scam, huh? It's the your order has shipped scam. Another scam of the week, just in case I just repeated the scam of the week. You ever get that notification? Oh, oh your order has shipped, and then you click on it, and then it basically just says... Oh, yeah, no more information, like your label has been printed. But the email does not say that your label has been printed. It says your order has shipped. No, it hasn't. It should say congratulations. A, a printer has printed out a piece of paper with a barcode that eventually will go on a box that gets shipped out. But that has not happened yet. However, we do want you to know that somebody hit file print and the printer has spit out the barcode, which isn't on your box that hasn't shipped yet. That's what it should sh say in the initial email that gets sent out when you order something. Because you get fake excited. Nothing ever ships right away. It tells you it does, but it doesn't. I don't like that because you click it, you get excited, you see, all right, when is it going to arrive? It hasn't left anything. It's got no locations. All it basically says is that the barcode has been printed. It's the, your order has shipped scam. And you shouldn't never fall for it. And you shouldn't, you shouldn't tell people that their order is shipped. Like once in a while, if I sell things on eBay, I don't mark that it's shipped until I leave that damn post office. But you know, dare I say, I try to do things the old school way. But it, part of the the thing that was take, took me a little while, like I'd mentioned, is I wanted to make sure that I had the, the right T-shirts, the comfortable T-shirts. I didn't want people to feel because call call me uh, skeptical, color me skeptical. 
But my thought is any one of you who's listening to this right now or watching this right now, if you released a t-shirt store, I'm like, yep, that's the Zazzle t-shirts that are going to just burn my neck if I just have to turn around. I have very little faith in people to do the actual bunker work that's required to ensure that I would be wearing a comfortable shirt. So I just assume, and you should never assume, Andy, you know they should say that. Well, I would assume that other people would be thinking the same thing. But mark my words, you get these shirts and you can use them in any situations. Like there are, you can wear them to the gym, for example, for, for sure. They're comfortable, also a little stretchy, but they're light. And, and, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm trying to like, a, and it's got a chocolatey, nice little inside there. However, they are comfy. And I did wear one of the thin white ones to the gym. And, you know, it's a funny logo. And I noticed people like looking at me because like, I mean, look at this. Look at this. You imagine you were at the gym and you was so people read that. And then I, I went back to thinking about that series of videos where gym girls we're getting angry at guys for looking them. Yeah, like, you imagine I got angry. I'm coming in with a shirt that says sniffing is believing with my own face on it. Imagine I got angry for people just taking a glance over at me. Imagine I set up my camera in the corner and 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 just caught people just glancing. What the hell is that shirt? Why is there a Joel Osti and that kind of is that that guy expecting somebody not to go through that series of thoughts? You know what I was thinking about when it comes to that topic? If Brad Pitt walked into the gym and started doing some exercises, do you think a girl would look? Do you think a girl would sneak a peek at Brad Pitt? I'm not talking about a guy who looked. I'm talking about the actual Brad Pitt. Imagine he was in there working out. You think if you checked the security footage, there wouldn't be constant looks? And I want to tell anyone who would be willing to listen to it. Every nice ass in the gym is Brad Pitt. Yes, that's right. A nice ass is the equivalent. All nine of them is like seeing Brad Pitt. That's why so many guys are fixated on it. Look how many ass accounts are thriving for decades now at this point. Decades since the inception of Instagram. The reason those just skyrocket to the top, and on TikTok, you got dancing people at the top. It ain't the dance moves that gets them to the top. It's because every ass is Brad Pitt, the same way every town has an Elm Street, according to Freddy Krueger. But going back to the clothes, you know what I thought about when talking about, like, okay, you can wear this in any given situation. I thought about when you were younger. I saw a picture of myself in eighth grade and I saw my shoes that I had on and they just looked like gray, black, and beaten up. And then I remembered when you're a kid, you just get bought a pair of sneakers and then you wear them seemingly for eternity. Every single day, no matter what you're doing, you could be going to the gym, you could be on a baseball field with actual dirt and dust being blasted up into those shoes. Doesn't matter. You're wearing it the next day to school. You're wearing it to a formal. Your shoes are being worn in every circumstance humanly imaginable. You are literally wearing these things to the ground. And then like a year and a half later, you get a new pair of sneakers. But it's hard to actually forecast. Is that the way it is now? Because the same way 
kids in sixth grade have you know, the brand new iPhones. Does that mean they also have a new rotation of shoes? Now, do they get the amazing shoe cleaner, which gets rid of all the scuffs? There was no scuff removal when I was a kid. Oh, you scuffed it up. You're dying with that scuff. That scuff will be there to the bitter end of those shoes. However, I don't know. I have. I don't have any. I don't have any sources letting me know. It's to the point where I would have to ask my friends what their policies are with their actual children. That's how far I am removed from such issues. But that was always kind of a funny, weird thing that you just lost track of as you got older. The everyday shoes that are on your feet 100% of the time. You, it's no different than you putting on like a chain and never taking off. That's what those shoes are. I mean, I definitely, I'm trying to think about it. If there are any I could remember, it was so weird. They say that your memories just need some sort of jogging. They're in there. There's so many things that are in there, but you'll actually not remember them till the end of time. But if someone shows you a picture or something, multiple will snap back into place. I'm kind of paraphrasing something I half learned, so don't take that one to the bank. But when I saw that picture of me and those shoes, a series of memories and then outfits with those shoes popped into place. But if you told me to name me anything I wore in eighth grade and junior high or something, I wouldn't know a single blessed thing about that. Have you ever seen that episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm? Speaking of clothes, where he calls out that guy for being an outfit tracker Larry wears the same thing, maybe back-to-back days. Can't remember if it's a jacket or something. I'll try to maybe pull the clip for you. Same pants as yesterday. Are you tracking my outfits? Somebody calls him out for wearing the same thing. No, no, just observing, that's all. You know, I was late, and they had the belt in them from yesterday, so I picked them up because I was in a hurry. They're not dirty or anything. Then by all means, wear them again. You're an outfit tracker, Murray. If, If that was the case when I was a kid... You had like two outfits as a kid. If you, I'm almost so glad that there wasn't all sorts of social media and that pictures weren't showing up everywhere. I'd be wearing the same shirt and all the things. I mean, for God's I'm wearing the same shirt all the time now. Nobody likes an outfit tracker. I don't know why uh, casual observation has made you so uncomfortable. I, I just feel like I'm living in some kind of clothing police state, like it's 1984. I'm not judging you. I'm just noticing that you wore the same pants. Okay, Big Murray. I think these the clothing that I purchased for my own clothing sales were the last time I purchased clothes in a long time. Look, there's a precipitous decline in clothing purchases, A, post-pandemic, and B, as those, you know, ages start to trickle up. You don't, you, you start to not really give as much as shit who the hell is tracking your outfits? But it's still a hilarious scene in Curb where he call, he goes, he goes, you're an outfit tracker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that is, that is a funny concept of calling somebody out for tracking other people's outfits because when someone calls you out on a double wear, that's, that's borderline trauma. You'll never wear that shirt again. You'll never wear that shirt again around anyone who is, around that topic. That shirt gets almost permanently retired after something like that. But you know, I think that's just about enough about all the clothing and whatnot. Oh, you want a nice transition? You know what a great time to wear a bunch of the t-shirts that you can get 
on my Instagram shop right now during the spring when it gets warmer. I don't know, at the end of June or something like that. Last episode, I talked about Gregorian's miscalculations and how basically winter lasts straight through the beginning of May in the Northeast. I understand in the Southwest, it's fine around the clock, but you know, many of those populated cities in the Northeast where I grew up and when I went to college, that's kind of what I'm talking about. And I was mentioning how, why, why doesn't the spring feel as good as the fall? So there's two answers I came up with. And I know people tried to get, well, you know, the precipitation and the set. I think number one is the first in like the first incremental decline in the temperatures coming from summer is extremely comfortable. You know, you're talking about on summer nights, it's like high 70s. And then as soon as you, the first drop down from there feels great. But the first trickle up from 20s and 30s is 45 and 50. So it's the fact that you can't immediately enjoy that first, that first notch in the change of the season. I think that's why. But I did want to amend it by saying after that first notch and it hits that set, that first first like 70 degree Friday. I want to know how many babies are created on that day because it's like sound the orc horns. It's 70 degrees. It's a Friday and 70 after winter feels like 90. I swear to you a 50 degree day, a 50 degree day in February. Come on. That's like t-shirt weather, but a 50 degree day in the middle of the summer. Oh, you're wearing full hoodies. You're like the people in California or even in Florida who are wearing a Canada goose jackets on a 62 degree day in October. However, um, that first Friday, which is an actual thing, by the way, you heard about this first Friday, I think in, in select cities that first Friday is like this big party day, or maybe just one or two places, but it's something that I just learned about this year. Like you go on a first Friday, I go, what the hell is that? Well, the first Friday of every month, the, the town shuts down. I don't know. Maybe it's just in St. Petersburg. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about other than that first warm weekend. That really is a special time. That's like, like I said, it's like, Sound the orc horns, everyone's coming to the battle, and it's about to be a fun night out. You know, you know everyone's going to go out. And it's different than like New Year's Eve. I tell you holidays to avoid because there's all sorts of scams. There's the uh, New Year's Eve ticket scam. Then you get jacked up Ubers. And and going out on St. Paddy's Day, they're going to just bang you out with inflated prices. But when you have one that moves like a floating island like that, nobody can tell when the first Great Friday is. So all like those quote unquote amateurs who circle New Year's Eve, it's not like they're going to you know ruin the night. So really, it's that perfect mix of everyone's going out, but not everyone and their mother's going out. You know that everyone and their mother, that was my uncle's. That was his old way to say everybody. If some if you some of you sports betters are here, if he thought everyone was gonna take something, he'd always go, Oh, everyone and their mother's gonna take that. Everyone and their mother, everyone and your mother's gonna take that. But this is the same uncle that told me that if you're gonna get into a fight, because obviously, you know, I've said a lot of words in my life. I got a loud mouth, and sometimes that could have led to a physical altercation growing up in New York. But he said, Listen to me. 
If you're going to get into a fight, I got two rules. Number one, you never fight someone with anything more to lose than you because you're the only one who could really lose. All right, you got something, they got nothing. Don't ever fight someone like that because who knows, they're crazy, they got nothing to lose and blah, blah, blah. The other one was don't fight anyone uglier than you. Yeah, because you could mess them up, they could mess you up, and then you're the only one who ever lost. That was my uncle. I'm not allowed to fight people unless they are on. So that means as I'm about to get into a fight, theoretically, I have to gauge whether this guy is decent looking, and then that qualifies us both for a fight because we're both on an even playing field. I I didn't have to use that too much, fortunately. I was able to just talk trash and somehow avoid the physical consequences of that kind of like that time I talked about in uh, in Boston when I was a loud-mouthed 18-year-old running my mouth about the city of Boston and all their sports teams and, and everyone came out and I there was an army of people speaking of orcs and Lord of the Rings there was an army of people who came out of this apartment complex because they heard me, like in the movies where you see lights turning on because I was coming home from, from some sort of party or something, some college party. Lights were turning on in the apartment complex. And I was just talking up, like yelling at Rapunzel. I was talking up saying, you you had this many, Jamie, your city closes at 2 a.m. at 2 a.m. And I'm just running my mouth. And slowly but surely, people are ma- uh, making their way down to the street. I think it was Gainesboro. And I have minimum 60, 70 people who are now on the street and making their way towards me. And then I just cowardly went back into my college dorm that you needed swipe access to. So now I was safely in those glass doors that they couldn't get in as they're all on the street. And now livid that I did that. And what did I do? Did I just cower away like the coward I was? No, I gave one last double bird. I flipped one last double bird and then swiped into the next section. And then they never saw me again. Now, granted, it's not like they didn't know where I live. But, you know, that's where all like the freshmen were in that dorm. So it was going to be hard to catch me. Okay. It's not like I was going around for walks during the day. However, I cowardly left that situation without dealing with the consequences the same way that I'm about to leave this episode of the podcast. Oh, how's that for a transition? But I do want to thank you guys for coming back once again. Always happy to have you. Always happy that you're here for another round of nonsense. Just fake made up things like everything I said about TikTok. But I do appreciate you. Make sure you're subscribed to my YouTube channel here. Follow me on social media. It's at Andy Francis on all social media platforms. You name a social media platform, my name on there is A-N-D-Y, the country France, double S. Andy Francis on all those platforms. And hey, if things are going well for you, get yourself some sniff drip. I got it available right now on my Instagram page. Just click view shop. You'll see some of the t-shirts that I got there. And I'll have them available to ship out in about say a little over a week all right i will be back with you guys in you know the next week or two try to do it every wednesday or every other wednesday i will see you then take it easy